0: Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Aaron Genetti as we talk about coaching and the future of Endeavor Defense and Fitness. Welcome to the One More Rep podcast where we take you beyond the barbell. And now for your
1: host, Mo Dingo. you're a trainer you have a piece of paper that just allows you to do that officially you, using the name cross yeah you are <laughs> learning your learning doesn't doesn't stop oh, if you if now. you grab that piece of paper right yeah. and that's all you care about and you don't extend your knowledge right and seek it out and ask questions and try it and test it and retry it and retest it mm-hmm. what the hell like you're you're just now a paper holder right seeing people that get married to a degree, getting married to a, uh, some sort of certification and saying, Hey, look at me, I'm a, a level three or whatever. What can you do? How good of a coach are you? Are yeah. you a paper holder or are you going out of your way and making sure everybody's bracing right and moving properly? Mm-hmm. And that's one of
2: the things that, uh, like, you know, people
1: all the time will be like, Hey, uh, got a friend in Atlanta,
2: you know, what are some good gyms in Atlanta? Like I have, I have no idea. I've never lived. In you, yeah. You're never gonna like, I can, you know, I can look on their website and I can tell you based off of my knowledge of the certifications they've taken, that they understand this amount of information, but it, that doesn't mean they're actually applying. Right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I tell people all the time and in, in the the book that I just put out in the training section, that's one of the things that I put in there was don't look at the instructor, look at the students. If you can walk in and the students are moving well and they have a low injury rate, Uh, And it seems to be a, you know, the demographic matches yours, right? Like I'm not a 50 year old walking into a gym. And when I walk into that gym, everybody is 20 to 27 years old, ripped and, you know, like going Mm -hmm. crazy, right? Not saying I can't benefit from that, but they probably don't know my issues if they're so used to moving with people that can move really well. Right. So, you know, what are the students doing? How are the students moving? You know, and yeah. You're going to have some people like, oh, they've only been here three weeks. I can't tell what they know just yet. They've only been here three weeks. Mm -hmm. I get that. But, you know, how is the interaction? How is the actual coaching? Because that's what really matters. Mm -hmm. Getting a bunch of certifications is phenomenal based on the standpoint that that means they're continually getting knowledge. Mm -hmm. But if you understand knowledge and all you can do is write a book about it as opposed to take that knowledge and then get another human being to fucking be able to do it. That's two different things. Mm -hmm. Right? You can be a book nerd and you can know a bunch of shit and talk it. That's great. But transfer of knowledge into physical movement in all contexts, that's a true sign of a really good coach. And that takes time and it takes fucking up. And that's what a lot of people don't get. They don't want to do it. They want to be perfect. Yep. And you've got, you have to allow yourself to screw something up.
1: Yeah. yeah you, you, know? you have to be completely humble, right? You have to be understanding that, look, I'm still learning. I'm always going to be learning but when I mess up, if I mess up, I'm, I'm the first to admit, hey, we shouldn't have done that. That was stupid. We're going to try it again this time. Let me revisit it. That's where you got to learn from your mistakes. And you have to be willing to swallow your pride once again, if you want to be a good coach and say, man, that wasn't right. I got to never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and the next time I do it, I'm going to try it this way and see how it works. It's it's an ebb and flow of trial and error. And it's- then. It's really funny you say that. So we,
2: you know, like I said, I used to teach certifications in, uh, in uh, self-defense. One of the things we always used to teach coaches was you have to build confidence in your students. So you never tell them you're wrong. Instead, you have them do something. And then when you realize it's really fucking bad, you go, that's not how I told you to do it. Do this. And then you have them again. They look at you and go, no, you said, that. no, I didn't. I said to do this. and This is the right way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. like, they would be like, Are are you, are you serious? And I go, they see right
0: through through it, man. They see right through it. All right. So you've been here for how long? Uh,
2: This standing in this facility, the one that we're in right now, it will be five years on February 4th.
0: Okay. So then tell me about the future of Endeavor. What's next? Oh, shit.
2: Uh, So we, (laughs) we have a tendency um, to, which is good to try to do things that nobody does. Uh, So, so I look at it this way. And I think most businesses should be this way because, again, you know, we, we kind of highlighted this a little bit earlier, but if, if I'm going to help a bunch of people, I have to have a business to support it, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm, I'm going to have my 120 members instead of my 180 members, now what are my additional revenue streams to support this facility to be able to do that, right? right. As opposed to looking at my 120 members and saying, how can I squeeze more money out of you? Which right? you don't want. Right. You don't want to, not for the sake of nothing. Right. Now, if there's a way where, like, hey, can you benefit. spend... You know, you're spending forty dollars a month on supplements. How can I bring that $140 a month into the gym anyway? Right. That's a smart move. Mm-hmm. It takes care of them, takes care of us. We can probably give them a discount in the same right. Uh, you know, dumb shit. Coffee. I've joked around forever, but it's going to happen. It's one of the things I want to do this year. Like, I want to put a fucking coffee bar in this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You spent, every single person in this freaking gym spends a minimum of $4 on coffee a day. I, I, I know no. that,
1: but it's going to save them from going to get the damn yeah. coffee. Yeah. Like,
2: you're here, and nice. and... Knowing me, I'm a freaking coffee snob. Yeah. It's going to be some good-ass coffee. <laughs> yep. so, he used you to know, drink so... Folgers,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Now, <laughs>
2: <laughs> back when you drank them High Life. Nah, man. <laughs> Tall Boys. Shell, I, was, I was drinking High Life, and I was drinking Shell gas station <laughs> coffee. You get it straight, <laughs> sir. Yeah. yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> now it's like stuffs, It's got to be a pour-over. Don't mess with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, he's don't, a snob. Don't
2: even talk about a Keurig. He has his I'm pinky up right now, ladies I do, and as I'm drinking my craft beer. Uh, but yeah, no, so... Uh, you know, so okay, there, there's a way that you can get it, right? Mm-hmm. But, but again, but I'm not squeezing money out of them. It's like, look, you're already spending this money. You know, this facility works really well. How do we bring that money into here? But that's got to be something I do. I've got to supply the coffee. I've got. You're supply providing something. a service
1: yeah. for the members. Evaluation. So,
2: on top of that, then it starts coming into like you start to realize there's a top end from a membership standpoint. Right. There's only you know, so much money I can get, and if I really want to take care of my people, how do I bring more in? So then it's okay. So what are the additional revenue streams? What else are we doing? So, uh, one of the big things we started getting into was, you know, instructional DVDs, videos, things like that, that we could start getting out to people. So I filmed one in Boston a couple, a uh, couple months ago, uh, that one just released, um, writing some books, um, getting into like kind of changing the way that we approach doing some satellite type stuff. So what are these other revenue streams that again, are still helping people, but now I'm getting outside of my bubble of, you know, area code 43026. How do Mm -hmm. I start to get that? And the money that I can get out and bring back into the facility now supports the gym. So, like, we uh, we have a Vimeo channel... Um, where once or twice a week I video one of the techniques in jujitsu from our class. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't even stop class. Like I video it during class. I punch that into Coach's Eye. I do a very quick video breakdown of Coach's Eye, and I throw it onto Vimeo. And anybody across the U.S. can get that for fifteen bucks a month. And the library just grows. Mm-hmm. Started with ten videos. It's cool. up to like forty-seven videos. Mm-hmm. It literally takes me a minute to film it. About ninety seconds to do the Coach's Eye. Uh, and mm-hmm. to upload it, and then throw it on Vimeo, right? And so it's already on on-demand. And it's a it's very, very simple stuff. It's nothing crazy. And yeah, we start with 10. I got 10 people. It's 150 bucks. I can take that $150 now, and I can pay for one of my coaches to go to an IBJJF tournament that costs $120. Bucks. And now I'm taking a very, very easy, you know, supplemented revenue stream, and I'm making a better life for my staff. Uh, they go there and they win. Now all of a sudden I have, you know, Mike Cheney, IBJJ brown belt or IBJJF gold medal in the brown belt division. And Mm -hmm. that comes back and makes him look really good and makes us look really good. And then everybody wins. Mm -hmm. So we've been working on some things along those lines. Um, We really want to take over. There's one last bay in this building. We just, for the sheer fact of alpha male dominance, (laughs) I want to to own the entire building. Um, But in the fifth bay, we would like to convert it into a yoga studio. Um, knock out the front offices, turn it into a little yoga studio. And then, uh, uh, because our, we've, we've wanted to have a yoga program for a while, but you can't, one thing I've learned is you cannot have a yoga program unless it has its own dedicated space.
1: It's just physically impossible. It's <laughs> tough. And I'll tell you, um, I like to talk about something is
2: are you now are you sure that it might get in trouble might get smacked down again
1: by mo like listen to me i'm the host you talk no i have the ipad he does have the ipad but <laughs> like, he's holding it too to make yeah, sure that you yeah, know he he's about to throw it at me no i want to know something so yes here at an endeavor you have multiple things going on you, you yes jujitsu you have weightlifting you have crossfit you have uh your crossfit light i would call it type yeah, classes got light on um it, yeah What I'm seeing now are people are trying to bring that into their CrossFit gyms. Yes. What do you think about that?
2: Well, here's the thing. There is a certain demographic of people that do not want to move better, don't give a shit about weight, and they just want to come in and work out. Right. Now, is it wrong to go after that demographic? Absolutely not. Uh, It's going to get filled anywhere. It's going to get filled – or anyway. It's going to get filled with Orange Theories and Nine Rounds and all these other ones. If you think – that you can do that program just as good, if not slightly better, then technically you're not doing a disservice. Now that goes against the way that we would do anything. Yeah, anybody that comes in, like our unloaded program, we implemented it originally um, to, to fill a gap. That's all, right? So there's people that are intimidated by CrossFit. They have no desire to touch a barbell in their life. So we have the unloaded program. You're not going to touch a barbell. You're going to play with some kettlebells, play with some medicine balls. But, you know, I mean, let's be real. It's still CrossFit. CrossFit. We just take the barbell away from it. Um, But because we take the barbell away from it, you really have eliminated some of the more complicated movements. Mm. So there's a slightly lower prerequisite of entry, Mm. right? Um, But... The, the way that our class is taught, the way it's listed off, the way that our instructors have to follow it is everybody that walks through the door is assumed to be brand new. And I don't care if they're one of my members for seven years. Right. Which means if we're doing air squats today, guess who's learning how to fucking air squat today. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's taught, it's always taught. Right. That's how it should be done. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I think if you don't have that structure and it's just come in, warm up and do a workout that it's wrong. Not necessarily, but you have to program for that, which means you have to program in a manner where you're not doing anything unsafe and that high repetition and high cardio and stuff like that isn't going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can go to bed at night knowing that you're trashing somebody's fucking knees, I guess that's your deal. That's not how we're going to operate it. So I, but the problem is, again, look at it from a business standpoint and look at it from a helping people standpoint. From a helping people standpoint, I want longevity right? With longevity from a business standpoint comes retention, right? So if I do it properly, I'm going to keep this person. Mm-hmm. If I don't do it properly, they're going to go to a physical therapist and a chiropractor and they're going to start telling a bunch of people that they wrecked their fucking knees at my gym and I start getting a bad reputation. So I don't care if you want to play the the high end, I'm trying to take care of people. Or if you want to play that, I'm trying to support business. It works both ways. Take care of your members and you will do both. Mm-hmm. Um, the other asset to that is If I take somebody in and I do a really good job and I teach them and they start smoking these workouts, guess who's going to start taking CrossFit classes, Right, you know? And then when they start getting those CrossFit classes and they start realizing they could do all these things, they do stuff they never thought they could do before. Again, there goes your retention. If they don't like CrossFit, they go back to unloaded. If they don't like unloaded, they go back to CrossFit. For us, it's really nice because if they get bored of CrossFit, they go to HitFit. They start punching shit. Right. Once they start punching things and swinging kettlebells, then we just get rid
1: of the kettlebells and all of a sudden they're in a self-defense class. Yeah, I definitely mm. think it's, <sighs> a, it's a great model, right? If you have the space to support something like that, it's a great model. It's a good model. But here's the biggest mistake that a lot of people
2: are going to make. And this is a mistake that I made for a very, very long time. It is physically impossible to nurture multiple programs as one person. It's physically impossible. So Because you tried out, from what uh, we, we talked have. about earlier. Yeah. And what you have to realize is, for, I had the, my biggest, biggest, biggest weakness uh, and failure point, to be completely honest, and I let up a lot of people in for a lot of years, is that I thought that if it was going to get done right, I had to do it all the time. It's hard. It's, it's tough. It's tough to let go. I'd never mm-hmm. delegated tasks. I never wanted to, like, I never felt like I was paying anybody enough to do this. I'll just freaking do it. But the problem was I was doing 20 things. I cannot be the best possible programmer for a CrossFit program. While I'm being the best possible programmer for a self-defense program, while I'm being the best possible programmer for a BJJ program and so on and so forth, it's physically impossible. So the only reason that we're successful right now is that project lift is run and managed by drew and Chelsea. My self-defense program is run by John Grabo. My BJJ program is run by Justin and Mike Cheney, and my CrossFit program is run by Adrian Jordan. I don't fucking run any of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that allows me to be a business owner and now I can support the business. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't coach. You have to coach. You have to be involved. So lose it. I teach a, you know, a self-defense class. I teach a couple of those. I, you know, I teach a bag class. I teach a CrossFit class so that I'm still interacting and working with the members. But I know AJ is phenomenal. And he wants to be there, and he wants to do CrossFit, and he wants to be able to focus on that thing. So he's going to go to the courses. He's going to keep programming. He's going to keep learning, and he is a phenomenal freaking coach. What he's done with the CrossFit program since I turned it over to him is amazing, more than I would have been able to do because I'm trying to do 10 things. When I turned the self-defense program over to John, he killed it. He did shit I would have never thought of. Mm -hmm but because I gave him the permission to do it, you know, and I never, because you don't have time, right?
1: If you're, well, it's not even that, but it's,
2: you have to, you have to put your heart into one thing. And if you're having an issue and something is failing off, you have to put your heart into that part of it. And so I know John can crush the self-defense program. I didn't hand it over to him like randomly. He's been, you know, a student of ours forever. He's been an instructor for me for four years. I mean, he's good. AJ's the same thing. AJ's been with me since 2009, 2010 maybe. So 7 years coming up on 8, it's insane. Um Mike and Justin who took over our BJJ program are way more talented than I am. They always have been. Uh so I'm not turning it over to just anybody, but they can focus on the BJJ program. And then what they can do is they can come to me and they say, "Hey, I have this idea and this is what works really really well for the BJJ program." A, is it okay? I still have veto power. I don't want to be told everything, but I still have veto power if something happens. But then it can come to me and go, how do we make this happen from a business standpoint? And now I can put my energy and my effort into being a better business person. And it's not being a better business person so that I'm lining my pockets. It's being a better business person so that I can support a BJJ program the Mm -hmm. best way possible so that Mike and Justin can make more money. And then I can support a self-defense program with the business aspects, and John can make more money, and AJ can make more money, and Drew and Chelsea can do it. And so it allows, by departmentalizing, it allows things to go. You will not have a successful multi-program facility, not crossing lines. Right, like You can be very successful doing CrossFit, CrossFit Light, CrossFit Endurance. That's fine. But crossing lines, and if you want those programs to support themselves both financially and from a business standpoint and have their own brand, it's not going to happen. Look at Brandon uh, Kooten-Calden. I don't know how to say his last name, but down at CrossFit the Grandview. Their money, because his wife and the, the two girls that she works with run the body biz, which is their nutrition aspect programming side of things. He focuses on uh, the basic general CrossFit programming, level one, level two. I think they do a light program over there. Uh, you know, Joe, who we were talking about, runs their their uh, powerlifting program, mm-hmm. their strength hour. Like, he lets them do their thing, and they have their own brand. You go looking for the body biz, you don't know you're looking for CrossFit Granby. You think you're looking for the body biz. Gotcha. Right? You go looking for CrossFit Grand, but you don't realize you're looking for the body biz. You find it. So it's the same thing here. If you go looking for Endeavor Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because you've seen us out and we're a Columbus Brasa affiliate and all that kind of stuff, you end up at 5040 Nike Drive. If you go looking for Project Lift, you end up at 5040 <laughs> Nike Drive. If you go looking for CrossFit Endeavor or the people that run the Arnold, which is what we always get, you end up at 5040 <laughs> Nike Drive, right? You know, who's that crazy motherfucker I saw on a DVD that I just spent $100? on oh shit yeah. that's a 50 40 nike drive so everything comes back in and we can actually support a staff and not a staff that's making 15 dollars an hour yeah, you know, yeah we can actually start building jobs and that's what we really want so that's a big and and, and i learned that hard it took it was really fuck i i micromanaged the hell out of aj when i first turned the crossfit program send me your program mm. don't do this don't do that don't do this and then finally i was like dude just shut up like he's not going to kill anybody, mm-hmm. you know, point right. out one or two things that maybe aren't logistically appropriate for equipment, but outside of that, it's your baby man, yeah, give him mm-hmm. the lessons. But you know, I can admittedly say that the CrossFit program has grown since AJ
1: took over way more than I would have been ever to grow it. And I think when you have a lot of things going on, it's not, you can touch the surface of these ideas. But where the real good stuff comes from is when you can dig deep and think about, oh, yeah. think outside the box. Like when I get in the shower, I all these stupid thoughts come in my head. Like you know what I mean? I have the best ideas when I'm in the shower or yeah. taking a shit. But <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it is. So I think because my mind switches off, of right? And I think it's when you can. It's not just touching the surface, but thinking of the things that they never brought that you could never. You could. You don't have the time to yeah. think. That deep because you have to, you also have to program for this because you're thinking about three yeah. things at once. So you're, yeah. you're getting, you're taking, you're managing, but you're not getting the most out of it because you can't dig deep into that program. Yeah. And it's tough. It's, it's, it's breadth versus depth is what it is. Right. Yeah.
2: Like I'm, 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 I feel very, very confident that I am a very good CrossFit instructor. I'm a very good Olympic weightlifting instructor. I'm a very good bjj instructor i'm a very good self-defense instructor I, I feel like i'm a you know a pretty good mentor and coach type thing but i can tell you right now that my biggest where i'm at where i have my depth right now is self-defense active shooter because that is what i have been focusing on and i wouldn't be able to do what we're doing with that program and help the people that were helping with that program if i was half-assing it if right. i still had to be programmed for crossfit and it's tough because that was kind of thrown on it, but you just have to make that decision. I'm either going to run with this, uh, or I'm not, you know, and and the only reason I was even able to run with that program, which is, you know, has eventually gotten us where we're at with that. And has gotten us a lot of widespread knowledge about endeavor is because I had the support staff Mm -hmm. because I was able to go, just go like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like AJ comes to me and go, Hey, I was thinking about doing this. Cool. You know, does it cost less than two hundred dollars? Yeah, you know. So, because it, it, I was able to do that, and in, in, but again, we mentioned earlier
1: that took time. It's been 10 as years. a business owner. That's the hardest thing for me is letting to, go. Letting go, right? It's tough. And, you know, I am not as big as them, and I don't have as many like things going on. But it's still even. I do you have? we're at seventy five. So you are. How long have you been open? Three years. We're, yeah, we're going yeah. on our fourth. I mean, you're good. Ah, I, right? <laughs> like, no. And, and the thing is, is like, I don't have as many things going on, but it's, it's when someone still says, Hey, let me do that for you. I'm like, no, I can do it. Yeah. But it's really, it's really nothing. They're well, taking out saying, the trash and saying no.
2: Right. It's, Somebody it's, comes to you and like, Hey, I it, got this idea. Yeah. Would you be, you're like, yeah, totally. Like, no, sometimes you got to fucking say no. And that's tough. Yeah, not no to to advice and mentoring and things like that. Like again, I'm uh, I'm I'm too much of a sucker for that. I yeah, they're like, bro,
1: people. I just want to take out your trash. I'm like, yeah, oh, I got it. You know, yeah. I just Shut the fuck up. let him take. It's just stupid, out. right? <laughs> yeah. But it's my mentality of like, yeah. you get so wired that like when your back's against the wall, right? So I lost my job the week we opened the gym. What a kick in the nuts, right? Yeah. <laughs> he started. He didn't have any money, so you have to make it work. And yeah. when you get in that mentality of like you're you're wired like i gotta go gotta go gotta go it's survival I, I, mode sur- yeah. yeah and to once you start making that turn to switch off of that it, i'm still i i struggle with it like he's yeah. talking it's got to
2: burn the ships man
1: yeah it's tough
2: <laughs> you get there burn the ships you got no freaking choice now but yeah it, it's it's that is a tough one so yeah so we have a lot of programs 2018 um you know, I don't it literally like we're hinging on when their lease ends next door, but when their lease ends, if they don't renew it, I would like to be able to be set up to do that. The one thing that I've wanted to do, and it was a 2017 goal and we didn't really make it happen. And so that kind of punched me in the gut was I told, uh, I told myself at our first meeting that in 2017, I wanted to supply two full-time jobs. More than we already have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now, the only people that are full time, like actually being supported just by the gym are AJ and myself, even dude, who's another owner, um, he still has a full time gigs so mm-hmm. he's still making money off the side. Um, I want to supply two more full time jobs because there are people in this building, especially that teach for me that. They like I see where I was, and they want to freaking do this, and mm-hmm. they want to do it their whole time, and it's tough. The world just keeps beating you down, and you can't do it. And you're gonna need more money and all that kind of shit. And I don't, I don't want that. I want to set them up. So I'm, you know, right now I'm trying to go, hey, because let me somebody help you did it for own. you, yeah. And I want to be able to eventually say, here's this position. Now here's the stipulations behind it. Mm-hmm. You got to do A, B, C, D, and that kind of stuff. But want to be able to supply that. Like I want. Too often, gyms. Mm-hmm in general are they float they're a really good place they make a little bit of money but there is no fucking reason that this can't be an establishment that actually supplies a lifestyle mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh, and i would love i'd love my eventual goal five year goal would be to have 10 full time employees and i'm not talking full time like oh i'm
1: scraping by like i'm talking full fucking time how long did it take to actually have your first employee then because i, I you can call me a floating gem because honestly financially you, don't, well, you full don't, time. Yeah. I mean, even AJ if, was the only one AJ right. was the only one. And that took, I mean, if you want to look at the long scheme of things
2: that took nine years, um, Cause cause you see one. These, everybody else has been independent contractors.
1: You see all these <laughs> gems are opening up like, yeah, I'm hiring eight full-time people. I'm like, you just opened how the heck are you, but how much fucking debt are they in day one? <laughs> right. I understand. Yeah, yeah totally. You know, right? I get that, but it's just, I like, opened
2: up, we opened up, we were a cash business from day one, even the 30 grand that we took, um, from, from Rob Pincus, it was fifteen of that uh bought five percent equity in the business. So that was just a whitewash, it was just an investment. Fifteen of that we paid back within the first twelve months. And we've been a cash business ever since. We've never used a credit card, we've right. never taken out a loan in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have money to purchase something, we you don't buy, buy something. It, that, and uh, you know, you'll see one or two gyms that are like popping up out of fucking nowhere and they're starting day one with, you know, twenty grand in equipment. And you're going fuck. You. Good you look. finance that yeah. and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of the gyms that are doing that, I don't think they really know what they have to do to make that 20 grand back. And I don't think they're willing to fight through those first couple of months when things don't go the way they planned it. You know what I mean? Like you need to grab, you know, again, going back to kind of Andy Fresella, just cause he's been kind of on my mind, but you have to grab one fucking person and give them the best experience of their life. And then you repeat that over and over, over again. and over again. You don't yeah. get 50 people through the door. I love emails like LinkedIn. LinkedIn drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> people send me ma- emails on LinkedIn like, hey, I just started this new thing and I thought you would benefit from it. Like, do you even know what the fuck I do? Like, did <laughs> no. you take a time? Like, no. But I love seeing ads for, would you like 50 new leads today? the fucking staff to supply 50 new leads a day, and I can't take care of those 50 new fucking leads a day, and those 50 are going to come in, five of them are going to fucking stay, and I'm not going to know shit about anybody. No. I want five good leads. I want to know who their fucking kids are. I want to know what their injuries are. I want to know what's going on. I want that, you know? Yeah. You, you want 50 new leads? Hell no, I don't want 50 new leads. You know how many hours goes into a lead <laughs> to do it right? And I got to pay you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shit. You know? But it's, yeah, it's, it's a difference when it kind of goes through it, so...
1: All right. And now
2: he's got the iPad. He's going, he's like, can we just do the three rounds about the fall off? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry guys. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to keep these (laughs) answers as fast and short as possible. So now
0: we move on to (laughs) the three rounds for time where we're going to just ask Aaron three questions and he's going to fire off to the best of his ability. So first question, what keeps you up at night? What are some fears or concerns that you have?
2: Uh, To be honest, I sleep really freaking Uh, that being said, as far as just general overall fears and concerns, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a father. If mm-hmm. you're, if you have kids and, and you're not constantly thinking about how not to fuck them up in the long run then <laughs> you're not, I mean, legitimately, yeah. I, I run around the world teaching people how to survive active killers. And a lot of those are young kids that fucked up mm-hmm. and how do I not do that? Yeah. And that's tough. So yeah, that would be it.
0: All right. What is something you want to be remembered for once you're gone? <clears throat> Helping people just flat out. What's one thing
2: in the world you would change? fucking entitlement hmm. seriously people are just way too entitled like, you gotta work right for there. it deal with it you know life's not fair shit happens work your ass off and sometimes you'll still get screwed over such as life
0: all right that completes the three rounds but of course since we're the one more rep <laughs> podcast we have one more for you what is something people don't know about
2: you like a hidden talent or a superpower <laughs> i don't have any superpowers i don't think so uh but uh yeah, a lot of people don't know. I've, uh, I've played drums since fifth grade. And I actually uh, played in a band called Addison Lane. We used to tour up and down the East Coast a little bit. Uh, we were pretty good. I thought We were pretty good. Um, but I'm a pretty wicked drummer. I, I can't sing for shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I can play kit pretty well. Okay, so
0: from what we understand, you wrote a book recently as well. Uh, what's the title of that book?
2: Uh, how to survive an active killer. And then it's, uh, it's an honest look at the, your role in the age of mass violence.
0: Okay. And where can our listeners find that at? Uh,
2: the easiest way to find it is on Amazon. Just look up uh, how to survive an active killer or look up uh, Aaron Gennetti.
0: Okay. And luckily for you guys, we're actually gonna have a separate episode about that book because it's just entirely too much to cover along <laughs> it, with this interview because we've got a lot of great uh, information from you. And I think our listeners really got a good look under the hood mm-hmm. of Aaron Gennetti. So we really appreciate you spending some time with us today.
2: Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys coming out.
0: And as far as uh, your facility, where can they find you on social media?
2: Pretty much everything is going to be backslash Endeavor DCF. So that's E N D E A V O R D is in dog, C is in cat, F is in fish. So facebook.com, twitter.com, instagram.com. They can find that. And then, um, uh, all my stuff personally is backslash Janetti Aaron. So J-A-N-N-E-T-T-I-A-A-R-O-N and then com. Awesome. Okay.
0: Again, thanks so, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Our call to action for this week on Facebook. Why don't you send us pictures of books that you're reading and, and tell us uh, what we can benefit and what we can glean from those things. So for Brody, uh, Aaron, again, we really appreciate it. And I'm Mo Dingo and I am Al. Later. Peace.
1: <laughs> I do have the
0: key. thank you for listening to the one more rep podcast you can follow us on facebook and instagram at one more rep podcast or on twitter at can i get one more or shoot us an email at can i get one more at gmail.com
2: And they okay. used to say, bring whatever you got, we'll have a little bit of equipment, we'll write a workout for you. That's how they fucking started. Mm-hmm. And then they made enough money doing that to get into a really small facility. And then mm-hmm. they started making fucking rings. And mm-hmm. then the rings looked worked out really good. And then they had a shoe with do win. And then they made a barbell. <laughs> and like all of a sudden it was like like literally, like we got to watch them Evolve. to like the one day where Bill was like, I can't coach start anymore. A yeah, you know what I mean? Like and you know, all of a sudden, and then they sold it over to, to uh Graham and Brandon, the gym. And then you know they turned into across the grammy. So it's it's a it's a fucking insane story. And keep in mind, this was right around that's like they had just got their gym like seven months before I joined it. Mm-hmm. So like the same exact time that it took me to get to the point where I may be making three grand a month, <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill and Katie from Rogue have made billions. <laughs> <laughs> I almost I was there. I was so close, so <laughs> close. But yeah, so their story's phenomenal. So now they had a little gym over there. So we would actually go over and train. And the, owner, like, the owners of, of Rogue right now, all the original guys, like the managers over there, mm-hmm. um, like Chris and Matt Banky and those guys, those guys are fucking OG. Those are guys that used to just work out there. Mm-hmm. And then Bill was like, hey, we need some stuff done. You want a job? And they gave him a job. And now those motherfuckers are like they're running the show. It's mm-hmm. a crazy story.